the table with Darlene. Welcome this evening to At the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you joined us. Uh, I hope that you listened to our last podcast. If you did not, I would encourage you to go back and listen to last week's podcast because tonight we have with us again uh, the McFarland family, and we're so glad that they are here. Sitting to my right is Tiffany at the table, and we're always glad that you're here, Tiffany. Thank Thank you you so much for being here and helping us out. And we have Jennifer, the mama. Hello. And and, uh, such a beautiful lady. And Cole, such a a great, great young man. We are glad that you're here and that you're sharing your story. And Tracy, the father (laughs) and husband we are and friend, we are glad that you are here. And you are uh, all cheerleaders uh, to, to help those that need help. And of course, Chris, we're so glad that you're here. You keep us in line. You keep me in line. Our creative uh, producer and director, we're so glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here. And uh, we're, we're excited to yes. be here tonight. Uh, I hope that uh, all your listeners, maybe you've got a cup of coffee or uh, some a V8, uh, V8 uh, tomato juice, yeah, or a hot tea. It's a vegetable juice. Is that vegetable? There's a difference. Yeah, vegetable. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between V8 and, and vegetable? No, the V8 is a vegetable juice. V8 is a vegetable juice. Wasn't that what I said? Oh, did I say tomato? Yeah. Oh, I saw V8. Where did tomato come from? I couldn't tell you. Probably seen it. I saw it. It's a picture of it. (laughs) Look what the brain does right there. (laughs) Anyway. All the random things to the table. Oh, yes. Oh, my. Anyway, we are really glad that you came tonight and that uh, you're going to share some more of your story. We weren't able to do all that last week but because there's so much, and we will not get through all of it. Uh, tonight, but I believe that it's going to really help and change a lot of listeners. And and so, Co, uh, last time that we talked, you were beginning to tell us about uh, some of the programs you had been in, and and uh, we just like for you to start off and just kind of tell us uh, how things begin to change and some of the things that uh, begin to happen in your life. Uh, well. Whenever I went through Teen Challenge was the first time that I had actually had an encounter or a relationship with God. So that's where that's where it all started at. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, we're human and we all make mistakes mm-hmm. and I ended up finding myself back in the same, you know. Um, friends, places, things, those are the problems that we have in our lives, you know. Mm-hmm. The things we can't change and the things we can't control and the things we try to change and the things we try to control you know those are those are some serious problems in our life um but i ended up um going to treatment in boonville i ended up getting out of there and i ended up going shortly after that i went on the run i quit going in and seeing my po um i didn't go home and see my family. I pretty much stayed away. Um, I seen them every now and again. They would give me food and stuff like that. But, you know, I was pretty much hit out wherever I could. And uh, one day, I ended up getting picked up. And so that's whenever my journey starts. Um, I went to county jail. And... There from county jail, I had went to court, and they 
um, revoked my probation, which being revoked means they had taken it away. They are no longer going to allow me to be on probation, and they are going to sentence me to DOC. Um, I had a 20-year sentence. I had two sevens ran consecutive for 14 years with two sixes run concurrent run consecutive. Um, so I had 20 years, um, and I was going to prison. Um, I went to a level five. and What does level five mean? Yeah. Uh, maximum security. Well, that's is, the top level. That's where, the top level. Um, I went because of my sentence. Um, so finding myself there, I... Was that scary? Um, I mean, it's intimidating at I first, you know, but, um, yeah, it was definitely intimidating at first, mm -hmm. you know, but you find yourself, me being who I am, I can pretty much fit in wherever I go, you know, my mom says I'm a follower, I like to see myself differently than that, but that's probably the case, you know. He's probably, very adaptable, though. Yeah. You can put him with, when he was younger, you could put him with small children, and he was very good with them, or you could put him in with older kids and he could go that way also so he was always very adaptable which is probably what made him able to survive in prison just fine and for those that maybe didn't tune in last week why did you end up in prison um what were your charges uh possession i had two possessions and i had a burglary okay. um and so those are the things that had sent me to prison. Okay. Um, so then while I was in prison, I um, decided that I was going to still use and abuse drugs. Um, I ended up getting a UA, a urinalysis test, a drug test is what they did. And that's whenever they found drugs in my system. Um... It was on, um, it was roughly like on Valentine's Day, eight, or February 14th or 15th, the day that I got the drug test, actually. And then, I don't even think my parents actually really know this, but, um. Do now. <laughs> um, these are my many lies that I'm still trying to, you know, Correct. Un right. un uncover. Yeah. Um, but. They drug tested me on April 14th or 15th. Um, Valentine's. Valentine's February. Day. February. February. What did I say? April. April. <laughs> February 14th like or 15th. like me with that tomato, you know. <laughs> 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 That's, yeah. um, so then on March 1st, which was actually my birthday, um, it was my 26th birthday, I think. 26th birthday. I had gotten they actually handcuffed me leaving the chow hall and took me to the hole um was that your first time yeah yeah within um six months of being in doc and the hole means solitary yeah yeah solitary but you, confinement. Didn't you didn't mind that too much no i didn't really mind that i could be away from everybody i didn't have to be around nobody the only thing that sucked about it is no phone calls i don't get to talk to my daughter that i love dearly but um you know, the drugs had just had control of my life. So, you know, the things that I loved dearly, um, my addiction loved it more, you know. And so, um, so you could say that um, 
people have told me, and I know because I had a relationship with God, that God has plans for me. Mm-hmm. God wants to do something with me. And with that being said, um, Satan wants to do something with me, too. Yeah, and so right. he has been trying to, to really, really hard. For some reason, God has something really big planned for me. Mm-hmm. And so Satan sees the future, and I don't. Mm-hmm. And so he knows that something is going to come from my relationship with God. Um, well, he hears the prayers of your of your parents, and not only mm-hmm. that, you know, God knew you before you were ever born, before you were ever formed in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. And the enemy hears words of promise that come from mom and from dad and grandma and and people that that believed and knew you and have spoken over your life all these years. And, of course, the enemy, you know, he only knows what he hears. And he hears things, and, and, and he saw, he saw the, that you did have purpose. And so he tries to steal that purpose. Yeah, he's definitely, uh, for many years, he's been trying to, he's been trying to take that away from me. Um, you know, so it was It was shortly after that, you know, I didn't really, you know, my entire time in um, DOC, I didn't really um, have a relationship with God. I prayed to him, and, um, you know, I asked him to help me, but I was never, I never really had the faith that he was going to, you know, take it away from me because I never thought that I was good enough, you know. The devil will always tell me that I'll never be good enough, you know, never be good enough to have that relationship with God. So Mm -hmm. that's what it was, you know, but I would continue to try, but it would never be good enough. So I continued to make poor decisions, um, you know, things that people don't know, things that, you know, relationships and, you know, stuff that life is just not really... Um, something that I wanted to do, somebody that I didn't really want to be. And so it was pretty much two, uh, I guess it was September, when I had my seen the parole board, September. It was September of 2017. Yeah, September of 2017, I went, and the entire time, you know, I told I told my mom, I said, well, you know, it'll probably be, you know, 8 to 10 years. That's probably what I'll do, you know, 50%, you know, something like that. And um, I went and seen the board, and they gave me pretty much, it was, you know, a three-year out date from that point in time, um, three and some change. And so whenever that happened... Um, you know, I was, I just seen a, a you know, um, something started looking up, you know, something, some hope, some, some hope really. And, that's, uh, a, that's a drastic difference from right, 20 years. Right, com- I mean. compared to really what I thought I was going to do, mm-hmm. you know, but what we really don't know is that the, they have a percentage of people that are nonviolent, you know, 0% um, drug cases, you know, they don't really do all the time, so... Um, I just thought that I was going to, you know, so. Can I say something real quick? Absolutely. The, I went down the day that Cole had, went in front of the board, and it's all, it's by video. And there were 80 cases that day. Mm. I was the only family member that showed up that day. Oh, my goodness. Oh. And that I just, 
that to me was devastating that there are 80 inmates 80 something and that there were no other family members there to be supportive and and just be there i that just devastated me that day yeah how blessed wow how loved you are cole yeah yeah um so yeah that was that was whenever things kind of started uh kind of started looking up i had did um a program it was called transitional training um i did a video on stress and doc um they now play it on the tvs um you're famous i'm I knew it. I knew it. Get that um, face on TV. <laughs> and so then people started seeing me on, on TVs and, and DOC, you know, videos that they show of things that, you know, they have drug videos, this and that. And, you know, so I did a video on stress with um, a couple other guys. And, you know, it was pretty much about the stressors that I dealt with in life, coming to prison, leaving prison. You know, and, and they're all big factors in, in recovery. You know, whenever you come to prison, you are in prison, you leave prison, you know, you got to really, um, you have to have the things that I have, which is a good support group, family, mm -hmm. friends, people who love me, and people that want to help. Um, and that's like my mom said there was nobody at the parole hearing for any of the other people you know and that's something serious because people don't have those kinds of those kinds of help and then they come out here and it's the same thing you know it's uh, jobs you know it's it's hard for people that don't have family and don't have a driver's license and you can't really get anywhere you know so you're kind of forced to just Go back to go go back to the old kind of lifestyle, you know, and um, so it's kind of it's kind of discouraging. Like, you know, I don't mean to get off track here, but you know, um, in those four years, I didn't get my driver's license renewed, so I now have to take my driver's test over again and my permit test or whatever the written test, and it's kind of discouraging. You know, I feel really embarrassed. Um, I'm not good with that stuff, anyways. And so, um, it's really, it's really embarrassing. Mm -hmm. So, and you can talk to it's a million people. It's a real big people. challenge. Right. It's a challenge. Right. And so you can talk to a million people and they go back to prison and you ask them, why are you here? I'm driving on revoked mm -hmm. because I didn't want to go and get my driver's test because I had to retake the written test and I couldn't, you know, so you constantly, those are like one of the really big things that you see about people that are trying to change their life is that they don't have a driver's license it's or a, a vehicle, barrier, you yeah. know, so there's something that's really just absolutely in your way. So I'm really lucky and, you know, thank you for being the parents that you are. I know that, you know, thank you is never enough and I love it's you's good. every it's day, and, you know, but, um, I have a purpose in life, and so today, right here, right now, that is what I'm going to do, is I'm going to figure out what it is God wants me to do, and I'm going to do it. And so, but whenever I started to realize that was, I don't know, I had, I had a year and some months left until I was supposed to be release and things started looking up i was working modot you know things were doing going really well um 
but I still hadn't had that relationship with God and you know I prayed and that was really the extent of it you know I had a good relationship with my mom and my dad and my daughter and you know we talked every day but you know I hadn't just still hadn't just figured it out and then um, I made it to I made it to um, Maryville treatment and I had started going to programs you know um, on my own free will I had started doing NA programs and um, talking to a couple guys that were my age that you know they went to um, you know they were Christians they got in their Bibles and they read and one of them gave me a Bible and you know that's whenever I started reading it you know and he would ask me every night to go to their little um, study groups and you know I could never do it you know because of you know embarrassment never feeling like I was good enough so I never really did it but you know I continued to um, prosper in the program you know I got really active and participated in the program you know they call them um, coordinator badges you know I had taken a coordinate a couple coordinator badges worked a couple of them at the same time I was um, I had um, run an NA group you know for a few months before I was supposed to be released and you know so everything was really looking up you know I had a purpose in life and you know um, my dad says I not really really heard it my mom say it too much but you know things change kind of whenever I was getting closer to the door you know being in prison you come up with terms and lingo and the way that we talk you know but you start faking fallouts with people you know, people do it because they get tired of the relationship that they have with somebody. So, you know, I'll act like I get mad at you because of something that's really stupid or really petty, you know. And I would continually get mad at my mom for something stupid or petty or, you know, something that really didn't matter to anything. Just because I was getting ready to come home. I was getting really nervous, getting really anxious. I didn't want to disappoint anybody. You know, I just wanted to be the best person that I can be, the best dad, the best son, the best um, person that follows God like I'm supposed to. And, you know, it's really easy to get really discouraged, you know, it really, it really is, you know, it don't, it don't take much for me to get discouraged. And, you know, I will just, I will lose my temper just like that, you know, and, and I try to be better about it. And I think that I've been better about it. I know that I'm not perfect, but, you know, it's, it's really right and so you know it was like it's funny because with the first couple weeks the first two Sundays I come to church the first Sunday my mom looks over at me and she asked me why aren't you singing and I got mad at her I really I got mad at her I was like why would I even be singing in here look at all these people they're gonna look at me like this guy just got out of prison he's in here singing in the church you know he's got to be crazy or something you know and so then, I love the I love the realness uh, of that's how you felt. Yeah. And other people don't have a clue that you're going through that. Right. That you're feeling that way, right. Co. And most people wouldn't have had a clue that you had just gotten out of prison. No. Right. And those of us that did know, we're just so happy that you're yeah. here. That you just know, excited. we we just love you and so excited. And I wouldn't have heard you sing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I had actually gotten really mad at her. And um, and then it followed into the next Sunday. Like, she forgot that she asked me the previous Sunday that, why don't you sing? 
And so then that's whenever I stuck my finger up just like this at her and I said, don't do that. And she started crying. She started Aww. crying. You made your mom cry. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I made my mom cry. <laughs> God. And so that's whenever I realized that something needed to change. You know, it's, it's time to grow up and it's time to start, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do because... She's clearly talking to me from him, you know, he's, he knows that I like to sing, you know, I was on a choir while I was in Teen Challenge, and I sang at all these churches in front of hundreds of people, you know, some big churches, little churches, it didn't matter, you know, and I got up there, and I clapped, and I sang, and I raised my hands, and I jumped around like it was, like I was at one of the world's greatest concerts, because I was, Yes. and, you know, and so my mom knows that I like to sing and I like to, you know, I like to do all that stuff. And, you know, but now we're at an issue is that, you know, it's I judge myself because I constantly am judging other people, you know, and I don't I don't physically me judge people because I don't like to judge people. I think that it's a terrible thing to do is to judge people because we never really know the the real story, the real problem, mm-hmm. the real, you know, thing that somebody's going through at that point in time. And so But you judge them because you think you know what they're thinking. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And so um and I think a lot of it is I judge people because I judge myself. So mm-hmm. if I can judge myself, why can't I judge somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, I am just an absolute terrible person that is not worthy of the relationship with God or, you know, that nobody should love me and nobody should care about me and, you know, and so then I have to live my life, you know, and so I have to be the person that I can be and today I can say that I am a person that gives 99.9% of my life to Jesus. You know, there's always just that 0.1%, you know. It's like bleach or Clorox or whatever, you know. It doesn't kill everything, you know. That's right. And we, and we so can all relate still, to that uh, one. you know, trying to hang yeah. something up. And I just, you know, it used to be this, and I traded this for that and this for that. And, you know, now today I'm trying to figure out the real problem, you know. Why? Why did I do the things that I did, you know, I just... You're trying to go to the root of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's that's yeah. that's what I try to figure out every day is, yeah. is why. Yeah. why. I think it's... Go ahead. No. It's funny. He says now, you know, he constantly is reassuring us that um, he will not use again, that that's not his issue, that he doesn't have... Um, a desire for that, but that he's got to figure out what drove him to that. Mm-hmm. So he he talks about codependency mm-hmm. and his anger issues, and I mean I don't see really I don't see the anger issue. I mean he has his little flare ups, but I mean mm-hmm. so do you he, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, do I, I. I. I come from a long family of flare ups. So, so, so. We all have a tendency. You'd mentioned that. One day you pretty much woke up and like you had some of these realizations. Do you, how did that happen? And do you have, like, is using a temptation for you anymore, or is it kind of just where you at with that? Um, yeah, using is definitely not something that I want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's amazing I, though. The like, thing is, really? is that I've now been clean for you know, um, 
you know, another thing that my parents don't know, but, you know, meth and heroin was was the real drug. You know, you, you guys might know of or heard of the drug called K2 mm-hmm. or, you know, um, there was a little bit of time span because you can smoke and it doesn't show up in your mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. in your system. <laughs> so, sure. You know, <laughs> it was like roughly the end of 2018 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, people were smoking K2, and so it just I find myself doing the same thing, you know. And it wasn't but a a couple of weeks that I realized that this is something that is going to have a serious impact on my life. So I stopped. Right. And, um, you know, that's whenever I realized that I was done with, um, the abuse, you know, mm-hmm. from, um, a substance in my life. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't want no part of it. I, you know, um, I quit smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You know, I realized that it had, um, had something had control of my life you know Mm -hmm. and so I quit doing that but I had not done any meth or heroin since um March 1st of 2017 that's awesome um so it's that's a really good thing for me you know that's a seriously good thing for me it is Um, huge so And we're very thankful and very, very proud. Yeah. And, and you're involved uh, right now in going to some Celebrate Recovery groups. Yes. And uh, we are getting ready to launch that here in our church. We're really excited. And what I'm so excited about, too, is your father. You know, he, he I don't know, God just so dealt with his heart because of your situation and the pain that you were going through and parents were going through and so many people not just because it's uh, not just because of drugs but but you mentioned so many things as you were talking right. about issues uh, of life that hang us up and, and and people we end up doing things that we wouldn't do if it wasn't for things that we're that we're not taking care of right and it's kind of like anger why why the anger you know and uh, but anyway, uh, Tracy, uh, tell us a little bit about the program uh, and how uh, you kind of got God begin to deal with your heart. Because it was, it was a, a big surprise to me. Yeah, I would because I felt like I knew you better than that, and that's like, <laughs> that won't happen. That's it was on a Sunday, and and Pastor was preaching about the community needing the help. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he he got done with service, and we were talking, and we talked about trying to get something started there because it it hit me in my heart that I need to do something, yeah. and then was trying to get it started, and then had the accident, car wreck, so yes. it slowed everything down. Yes, which is good because now Cole can be in from the beginning. Right. Yes. To right. the end. Yes. You know, they say they have a purpose, right? My dad had been telling me about starting <clears throat> up Celebrate Recovery, right? And and we would probably be already be started, but, you know, God just had a different plan for it, you know? Yeah. So a car accident worked perfect, you know? Yeah, it, well, it kind of took him out of the game. It took him out of the game for a little you know, while, it, you know? It's, and, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, about different things that have happened in you all's life, because I sound like I'm from the South, right, you all? 
Oh, I, I prefer that over yun. I don't say I don't say yun. I don't, I don't, I don't but either. I, I mean, that's anything. fine for those that do. It, it's, but I do say it's you not all. fine. Don't say it. Well, there are people out there, there. that say we're that. We're at the table. We can be real, and I don't like well, it. Listen, I don't like it. You don't like it. I'll still talk to you. You two are snobs. Yeah. Anyway, we know that. So you can say yun, guys. There, there were things that happened during this journey. Uh, a lot of things that happened uh, in your lives. And uh, tell us a little bit, Jennifer, about how you're in the middle of this and all of a sudden you get a diagnosis that is, it's kind of like the car wreck, you know. There's been a lot of things that have happened over these years as, you know, we all have life. And, and uh, so tell us a little bit. Um, I'm going to back up a little bit. I, you know, we're dealing with... Cole and um, we have another son and he lives in Jeff City and he was having some health issues and so as a parent you just put yourself on the back burner um, but I just was not feeling well had a cough that I couldn't get rid of but everybody was like that I mean everybody had something and went to Jeff City and to be with him for an overnight I thought and ended up being up there for five days mm -hmm. and Needed some clothes, so I went shopping and bought a smaller size. No woman loses weight <laughs> without trying, but I thought, oh, they've been missized. Still wasn't even cluing in, and then and you hadn't had an appetite, right? Um, but you had a lot going on in your life. Did have a lot. I going mean, on. there's that cough. Yeah, she yeah. No, I, I mean, in the nat and in other right. things with with Cole's situation. Yes, and, and then, then with was, Holden, you know, and, Miley was sick in that. Yes, time. there was a lot she of. She spent three days in the hospital, so right. I just kept pushing myself to the and back you just burner. Thought you were yeah. overstressed, and um, I we were getting ready to. I at my job, we were getting ready to close my office. And I just didn't feel well that week and had gotten sick a couple of times after eating and thought maybe it was my gallbladder and um, woke up on a Saturday and Tracy was going to see Cole at Teen Challenge. And so I told him, I said, just go down there and I will go to the hospital, have mom take me, I'll see you guys at home later. And I get to the hospital here in Farmington and... Um, Long story short, within about two hours, they told me I either had leukemia or lymphoma and that I needed to be go to St. Louis. So I took an ambulance ride <laughs> up to MOBAP and uh, they diagnosed me with um, CML leukemia. And it will be six years on Saturday. So, yes. so quite the journey there. Yes. Quite the journey uh, during that time. Uh, but I'm yet, pretty God. sure. Sorry. No, but, no, no. Her hip was that before or after? Uh, the same. It was. It the, was. It was the week right before. The re Yeah. So a week right before I got diagnosed. Well, first, first she had an aneurysm in her neck. Yeah, that she they was had to baby. have oh, yeah. it cutting out of her out of her neck. It was like bulging out the side of her neck. Oh, yeah. And then. Uh, wow. And then she had this weird. Um, infection in her hip joint so we spent mm -hmm. three days she at couldn't Cardinal walk Blaine. on she couldn't touch her you couldn't, you, couldn't, yeah. you couldn't do nothing yeah you know? the so like January and February leading up to this was just I we were in Jeff City twice with Holden I was in challenge. Yes. he was in teen challenge and then she was hospitalized mm -hmm. for three days so oh, wow. I just kind of got put to the I just kept putting myself to the back burner 
So there, there's been a lot of journey of life that has happened for you as a family. And so yes. many families that's listening, they, they were like, wow, that may not be exactly my story, but we've had a lot of chaos going on right. in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that hits so many households. It's so many people. Maybe their story isn't identical to yours, but there are a lot of things that have happened in life, and and uh, there's a lot that has happened, but there's a lot that has come out uh, of also. Uh, it's been like this for thirty years. <laughs> thirty years. Yeah. That's because you've been married thirty years. Uh-huh. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> yes. Holden, the oldest, had open heart surgery. He was nine weeks old. Wow. And then he had it again at 11 years. Yeah, that's true. And then again at 18. Yeah. And Holden was... And Andy was... Was blind. And totally blind. 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 Totally yep. blind, yeah. And and so, yeah, it's been... But here you are today. Yeah. And uh, what is God doing in your heart, Tracy? What can you say today about the faithfulness of God and how you can see... How he's taken bad things and turning them around into good. Just everything right now with Cole, you know, Jennifer's numbers are good. You know, the surgery on my neck was good. Yes. You know, celebrate recovery is, I'm ready for that. You're excited, I I know. And uh, people are getting excited. And uh, we believe God's going to do some awesome things. What are you excited about, Cole? What, what's, like, in your well, funnel? Well, you know, God once spoke to me. When he said, you have a story to tell. Right. And so that's what you're going to do. And you need to... There's so many people out there that need help. If you go to prison right now and you weigh out the ratio of people, St. Francis County in prison, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a whole lot. There's a whole lot of people from St. Francis County in prison right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, with that being said, there's a lot of people that need need help. And, you know, um, some of them don't want it, but some of them do and just don't have the access to it. We don't have the rehabs. We don't have the help that we can give to people. And, you know, and really... um, the one thing that I like about CR is that not only that it's faith-based, but they don't allow the co-ed relationships, really. You know, yeah. things are kind of, they, they try to split you up. So when you go to AA and NA, they're very good programs, but they're also a very good program for you to find relationships, unhealthy relationships, which is something that us addicts thrive off of is unhealthy relationships. And so... Um, I am really excited and really ready to, you know, trying to start helping people in this community because, um, they need it. You know, what I would love more is to be able to help everybody around the world, but really that's not, that's not the case. This is a huge world right here. That right. needs a lot of help, isn't and it? And so, um, or a lot this of is your you world right now. on your world, you end up helping Absolutely. the world. Right. Yeah. It just keeps yeah. spreading. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's really what I want to do is I want to be able to, I want to be able to help, you know, I want to be able to, I know you, you've all probably seen, um, 
the movie Pay It Forward. Mm-hmm. All right, so in the movie, they it's a continuous thing about paying it forward, you know, about, you know, that somebody that helped this person and then this person helps that person and then it keeps on going. Um, you know, so I have a big couple of circles that really just I hope that they just you know go a million ways you know that I can help a million people and you know every day that I can you know it's going to take a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and you have to be I have to be really willing to you know take time out of my life to be able to help somebody else that's the main issue that a lot of addicts deal with is that they don't have somebody that will take time out to help them because we all deal with things in our life we all have problems we all have things that we have to do and you know so if I can just help one person maybe that one person will help a million or maybe I can help a million people that will all help one person you know but at the end of the day I'm going to be helping somebody and I'm going to be giving back to you know the people that help me you know um I don't really know you, Chris, and I am thankful that you're here. You know, if it wasn't for you, then we wouldn't be sitting here right now, you know. Very true. Um, So I'm able to to now tell my story because you're sitting here at this table. And, you know, maybe now, you know, I fear every Sunday whenever I go into church that somebody's not going to like me. Or somebody's going to know who I am and they're going to judge me. You just come hang out with me. And so... You are so loved. You have oh, yeah. no idea and, and how loved you are, Cole. But but I know how the enemy works. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but the more that you cast down that thought and realize I'm in a safe place, if there's somebody that doesn't or or are accusatory, they don't matter because there's too many mm-hmm. that love you and care, mm-hmm. and, and and it's so much. You're surrounded by people that love you, and will continue to love you. Right. And. Uh, so every time that the enemy tells you that, you you try to pull that thought down and look around at the people that love you. Right. And because at this table, you are celebrated. Because we are so proud of you and so proud of the steps that you are making in your life to change your life and to help change others. You know, it's a, I had someone, uh, and you've heard this, everybody's heard this, but you know how you, you throw a little pebble into a lake and the ripple effect, how it just keeps going mm-hmm. out. And your testimony, that's what it's going to do. You're helping someone else. That's what it's going to do. And it's just going to keep going and going and going because other people are going to help other people. Right. And it's just going to get larger and larger. So, yes, your life has such purpose. And uh, we're, we're, we're excited for you. And you are going to pass that test. It may take a few times or it may just take one. But you don't have to it'll fail. Take a, it'll take a few. And that's fine. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. And you know what? As it's long as re- you're prepared for it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's really okay because you're not a failure. Yeah. No. And, and you I know, failed it three times. Yeah, I mean, because, <clears throat> and, but the enemy will just tell you, you know, that be, I just, I, and okay, I love the fact that you're honest, you know, about uh, some, you know, some disabilities that, you know, that make it a little harder. But just because we have a disability in one area, doesn't mean we're not strong in another one. Right. And you're very strong in so many. And uh, that's a message that you're going to tell other people that get out that fear that very thing. Right. And, and, and so thank you for sharing that with us because we're glad to know that that is something that you have struggled with. And we're going to believe God to turn that around for you. Tiffany? I want to say something about their family as a whole because... 
um, for for much of the time that Cole has had his struggles, um, because you know when you love your child, their 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 struggle becomes your struggle. So when you went to jail, they went to jail because that's what parents do. They fold themselves into their children, right? And so for for a long time, your difficulties and your sickness and your whole self, everything, your issues, Trace, um, were what happened to you, right? Mm -hmm. They were what you were struggling with. They were what you were dealing with. um, And you were dealing with them well. I mean, and there's no, you know, Cole, I don't want you to feel like you have to pretend to be a perfect person from here on out. You're going to trip, you're going to fall, and it's okay because we're all going to be here to be like, hey, get going, bud. You know, because we love you and and we believe in you, but you don't have to be perfect. I'm not perfect. Um, Hmm. I didn't know that. Don't tell Lou. I won't. (laughs) But anyway, what I wanted to say is that something, a change has happened in the last year, year and a half in your family where the the shift has become, and the best example that I can think of right now is Celebrate Recovery, because Tracy took what was happening mm-hmm. into what he was going to do about it. Mm-hmm. And he he changed the dynamic. He changed the, the pathway of, you know, we're going through this hard time. We're, you know, uh, it was it, it was exciting for you to come home they were excited for you to come home. It was also terrifying, right? Nervous. Just like you guys, you were nervous, so were they. Yeah. So were I, you know, and it's been amazing. But um, but they, this family has changed their focus, and now the focus, I feel, and it's, it, it, it is, it ha, it's become ministry, which is amazing, but it's not even that. It's that you've decided to take your pain yes. and step with it. Yes. You know, we all have pain and hurt in our lives, and only we can make the decision what we do with it. Yes. You can let it happen to you, or you can make it happen. And you guys have chosen to make it happen, and you're stepping forward, and, and it's like taking a step off into a big, giant cavern, and you don't know where you're, whether your foot's going to land or not, like on the Indiana Jones movie, you know? And... <laughs> And you guys have done it, and you're, and like I was, I'm excited that I was one of the biggest shocked people. Like they're doing what, you know, and and you know Jennifer can can be a mom that says, oh I know what you're going through. Yes. Listen, talk to me for a minute, mm-hmm. and you know just like my my babies that I lost, I can talk to those those mamas and mm-hmm. say, this sucks. This is terrible, but let's walk together. Let's do that. And you guys have chosen to do that, and I am just, I'm just amazed and, and excited and so thankful that you guys have taken what happened and made it to be what's happening. Amen. And I love that. So, Yes, well said. I think that really does a good wrapping up of this session and because Tiffany you did you you put it in perspective because that's what we wanted you as a listener out there to hear tonight that in all situations God can take our messes and turn them into ministries and look at this I mean who would have thought three years ago that Tracy and Jennifer would have said yes God we will and and, uh three years ago they would have said that's okay 
And it, yes, it is scary, but God is good. And so we're so thankful that you all were here tonight. And before we go, we are going to pray again for all of those that are listening because there are moms and there are dads and there are young men and women and even older people that are so bound in drugs or bound in, in things that they don't know how to get out of. There are those that are getting out of prison soon and they don't know what to do. Yeah. And uh, we're going to pray that they get support, yes. you know, that they find. It's scary. Yes, it's it so is. scary. I can't imagine how scary it is for all of you, but yet you got nets. And, and uh, God is the—he's the ultimate net. Yes. But it helps when there's hands and feet. Mm. Yes. Amen. 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 Father, we're just so grateful for this opportunity that we've had to be with Cole and Tracy and Jennifer tonight at the table, and as they've shared their hearts and shared part of their story of of how you can take miserable things and turn them around and use them for good in ministry to give hope to others and those that's listening tonight that maybe they just don't know what to do. They feel like their life is hopeless, that they will never get out of the situation they're in. Parents feel like there's no hope for their children. They don't know what to do. But God, I believe that in this podcast that you are causing hope to arise and that people will turn their hearts toward you and realize that you have a plan. Even if you're just in prison, coming out of prison, that there is hope and that God can take our messes and turn it into something beautiful for others to have hope. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, until next time, uh, we just pray that you will allow the peace of God to rule and reign in your heart. And we will see you at the table next time.